This is the FitRoots Podcast, and I'm your host, Aidan Lee. We are focused on teaching you the best of philosophy, martial arts, health, well-being, and business. Our mission is to build modern warriors who enhance their lives to continual physical and mental evolution, and then bestow that gift onto the next generation. Today, we've got Adam Strong joining us. Adam Strong is an ultra-high-energy personal productivity authority. He can increase staff performance, improve work-life balance, and create a high-performing work culture. He currently runs four different businesses and enjoys working with senior business leaders, decision-makers, entrepreneurs, and medium-sized companies. Adam is also a former elite athlete that trained with Mo Farah for three years. He takes the same skill set that he learned as an athlete to teach his clients on how to create high-performance work cultures through increased productivity and retaining high-quality employees. His background is in the fitness industry, working as a personal trainer and massage therapist, specializing in injury prevention and sports performance. He's the author of his groundbreaking book, Move It or Lose It, a book that is written for companies that want their senior leaders to excel and achieve their full potential. Adam is hugely passionate about helping employees in the workplace become more engaged, improving physical, mental well-being, and achieving work-life balance by developing natural leaders. He enjoys the challenges of being in business, strategic innovation, ideologies, and bringing them to the market. Tying that with helping people, he believes, is a great catalyst to creating results and success in life. Welcome to the FitRoots podcast, Adam. Hey, thanks, Aidan. I really appreciate the invitation. Thank you very much. It's great to have you here. And obviously, we've just heard your bio, so we know you've got a great background and now how you're using it. And what I'd love to start with, Adam, is really trying to understand a couple of things about your journey and how you got to where you are now. So we obviously know, you know, you started your entrepreneurial journey in the health and fitness industry, but I'd love to know what challenges you came across with the current entrepreneurs and other entrepreneurs you're working with when you're trying to get them to invest in their own health. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, as you've highlighted, I, I, you know, I started off in the health and fitness industry and that's how we, I guess we kind of know each other. And, uh, and so I guess I have kind of a, a, an advantage over most entrepreneurs, right? And I know that some of your listeners, they're going to be like, you know, when, you know, who are entrepreneurs or business owners, they may have started from a different journey. They may have come from the corporate world. They may have uh, come up with a big idea that they're really passionate about or really trying to solve a lot of problems, um, so I guess I had a kind of a, a, a massive uh, advantage over that. And so I've always be, been into uh, health. Um, I still am into health. I'm just, uh, I'm just not in the health and fitness industry as much now. Mm. Um, however, I think uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners face a lot of challenges when it comes to prioritizing, right, uh, their health and stuff. Because – you know, entrepreneurs and business owners, they're wearing so many different hats right now. I mean, sales, marketing, HR, you know, <laughs> this is just like a very short brief. But, you know, I remember when I first started up in my entrepreneurial journey, I mean, I was just trying to do everything and everything and trying to be the jack of all trades, trying to learn so many different things. And it, it's interesting because I, I really, it, it, I really don't believe in trying to learn everything because, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And so one of the things that I find that gets sacrificed is your health. And, um, you know, because 
you prioritize other things um, and health doesn't seem to be as important as like running your business. But actually, it's actually probably more important than running your business because from my perspective is that I've seen for so many, so even people that I work with in the corporate world, right, there are so many people that neglect their health. They might earn good money, right? But as a consequence, like their health is effective. And so if you're running your own business, right, and you're not looking after your health, then guess what? As a consequence, you're not going to be as productive, number one. So that means that you're not getting, you're not as efficient as you are. Mm. Number two, you're actually, um, um, you're actually burning yourself out, right? You're, you're getting like really kind of stressed and you're, you're, you're you know, you're just uh, not as efficient, should we say, or you're not performing as optimal as you could do. So that's, that's another thing that I would say. Um, but also, uh, you know, most entrepreneurs and business owners can't really afford to like take time off work, right? Most, most business owners can only last for like 10 days before they're completely broke because the business relies solely on them. So they are the business, right? Which is even more important to invest in your health, right? Um, and, so some of the routines and rituals and habits that I have in the morning, for example, so I'd get up relatively early, even though I've got like a really young baby right now, uh, which already has led to sleep deprivation already. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and so one of, one of the things I like to do in the morning is mind feed. Well, that comes in different forms for me. Like I like, I'm really into Gary V at the moment, Gary Vaynerchuk, which is, he's absolutely fantastic. Great guy. And really kind of like gets you fired up in the morning, gets you enthusiastic and things like that. And his podcast is absolutely amazing. Um, and by the way, I'm not selling Gary Vaynerchuk. He's not paying me any commission for selling <laughs> Not yet. But, uh, but, but actually I've just bought his new book, Crushing It, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, mind feeding is very important in the morning, conditions your mind. And then what I'll do, actually... Sorry, before you, uh, you do that, Adam, what, is, what do you mean by mind feed? Do you mean you take in resources and things that inspire you and make you want to be better that day? Is that what it is, or is there more to it? Mind feed to me is, a, is really kind of... Um, uh, things for me is like absorbing like information like a sponge, right? So we're, as human beings, we, we absorb all this information and we absorb it like a sponge. To me... Conditioning, uh, conditioning your mindset is really kind of reading, listening, or watching positive material. So, like, a really good thing that really fires me up in the morning, actually, is listening to on YouTube, because uh, YouTube's actually a great resource. Um, there's a great motivational video. If you type in the, uh, the most motivational video ever, there's like clips of Arnold Schwarzenegger working out. You've got John Claude Van Damme. You've got like um, uh, uh, the guy from Board Simmer. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, one of the, there's a few celebrities on there, yeah. which you think, which basically like really kind of get you fired up. They give you this positive vibe, and and it's just perfect, actually, especially if you're going to go out for a run in the morning or even if you're not into running, you're going to go to the gym or go for a walk or whatever it is. It really gets you fired up. And, it, and it's really important because I find that the first 
first thing that most entrepreneurs do is they go straight to their phones, look at their emails or look at their Facebook timeline. Yeah. Mm. That's what they do. That's what most people do. But I can tell you now, I don't look at my phone before 9am, 9 or 10am because I don't want to be, I don't want to look at negative material. I want to stay away from the media. Mm. Um, I want to just basically suck in all of the positivity. Right. Uh, Even if it's like, looking at the world cup scores or you know something which is gonna add value to my business add value to my mindset Hmm. you know you don't want to be surrounding yourself with uh, toxic environments and things like that there's a lot of toxicity out there just stay away from it in the morning yeah and Um, those first few hours are are focused on you crucial crucial absolutely because it affects you for the rest of your day do you know what i'm saying it affects you for the rest of your day and so if you don't have that like right stepping stone, um, then you're kind of like, you're screwed for the rest of the day because you're kind of, your mind is like disconnected from what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I find that so, so hugely. And if the times I've not focused on myself for the rest, uh, for the first portion of the day, it's other people's priorities that take over rather than our own, which is actually more important. We mm-hmm. have to be selfish to be selfless. Brilliant. Absolutely. 100%. So, so yeah, definitely Adam. So we also know that, um, you know, a big part of your history, I'll tell you guys, cause I've known Adam for a few years now, but, um, Adam used to be a former elite athlete and train with Mo Farah. Uh, what I'd love to hear from you myself, but also for the listeners is to understand what skills and mindset that you've taken from your athletic career and training with people like Mo that you now apply to business and also how others can learn from these lessons yeah it's good it's a it's a good highlight there i think um you know we all get as entrepreneurs and business owners we all get told like you must do this or you need these skills or you've got to develop this and that kind of stuff i guess like from a very early age i've been developing those skills from a very early young age which is good and so when me and mo faro were he was my training partner so from a very young age, we, I developed certain skills and certain skills are su- things like, for example, mental toughness. And I'm telling you now, right, Aiden, when you run a business, especially in the entrepreneurial world, like to, to, be, to be an entrepreneur is challenging itself, right? Okay. And it's not for everyone. But uh, a lot of people have these high expectations that when you run a business that uh, you're going to become a millionaire overnight. And it's just crazy. I mean, like running a business, ladies and gentlemen, is like running the marathon, right? You know, sure, you're going to get little sprints in, you know, when you're running that marathon, but you're going to get little sprints in between, uh, but you're going to be consistent, right? So that's the first thing. I think mental toughness is probably um, a real big one for me. Mm. Um, Secondly, I would say is discipline because – I find that there are so many distractions in this world, right? I mean, like, especially if most, like most of your listeners, if they work from home, I mean, you know, you've got the kids, you've got the TV, you've got social media. I mean, and you've got, and you kind of get this and all these distractions lead to a lack of focus. Mm. And then you don't, and then, and then you like look back at the end of the day and you think, huh, what have I actually achieved in the day? Mm. <laughs> and, and it looks like you've not achieved much right you've not achieved much and you and, and it was kind of a bit of a waste of time and it's and like what i find is that especially business owners and entrepreneurs they're busy just being busy right but they're not busy 
focusing on revenue generating activities, uh, that which is crucial. So I think focus is absolutely imperative. Like uh, focus on one course of action until done is what I like to call it. Nice. So that's uh, very, very important. Um, and um, the other thing that I would say, which is really important, is a focus, uh, sorry, a results, results-based um, results based orientated mindset. Very, very, very important mm. because, you know, with athletes, Olympic athletes, you know, they spend tens of thousands of hours training, dedicating their cells, right? That's their full-time job. They're dedicating themselves to be the best in what they do, right? So if you want to be the best in what you do, you also have to do exactly that and focus on results. And that's it. Nothing else. If, you, if, you, uh, if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. That's kind of my uh, uh, analogy because that's what, what business is about. You know, we're not, uh, we're, if you if you run a business, you're an entrepreneur, you know, money's not a dirty word. Running a business is not a dirty bird. That's, you know, that's what, that's why we're in business, right? We're, we're in business to make money, but also, yes, of course, we're there to help clients and things like that. But you have to also help yourself first, yeah. whether it be health or whether it be, uh, you know, running a business efficiently and effectively. So nice. I think that there are a lot of things that, uh, business owners, can learn from olympic athletes even you know there are they're just there's just a lot that you can learn from mm. them and there are there are more skills that you can develop as well you know to have that what i call competitive edge over mm. your competitors um and i would like to talk about that yeah no great golden tips because they directly uh you know one is it's not just a correlation it's a massive causation and on that note what was it like training with Mo Farah you know what was he like what was it like and also his mindset and how it affected you well I, I, from some of the stories I can recall actually um you know I remember actually one uh, winter evening um and you know how it gets dark in the evening really early in the winter it would be about six thirty. we all meet up as a group of us uh training everyone else would be like messing around and then me and Mo would just go off and there was like, so where we were training in West London at the time, that is running track. And at the back of the running track, there is a, a big field, big, a big muddy field, in fact, right? And like there's no floodlights or anything. Like the floodlights are on the, on the track and you get some reflection that goes onto the big muddy field. So because of the cross-country season is really, you have to really like train yourself uh, in cold weather and acclimatized properly we'd go to the muddy uh muddy field on the back of the track and so uh, i remember very clearly me and mo what we would do is we would run around this muddy track right we would essentially be ex- extremely focused but we would essentially uh train together and so we would kind of compete with each other and you know push each other and that kind of stuff so we'd bounce off each other uh whereas the other group they'd like kind of like mess around and, and that kind of stuff mm. so i think um you know that mo's a very humble guy you know he's a very nice he's a he's a fantastic guy um huge talent never knew that he was going to be an olympic or world champion you know back in the day but he's very grateful for for where he is right now mm. and um you know 
I think he, from what I know about Mo is that he's also very, um, he's just a very humble chap, you know, very grateful that he exists. Got a fantastic, he's got a lovely wife, lovely kids. Um, obviously he doesn't live in the UK anymore, lives in the US and, um, yeah, a great guy. Awesome. Cool. So a lot of lessons from one, your experiences together, but him as an individual too. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Awesome. So Adam, we also know that now one of your main parts of your business, um, feel free to share the rest as well, is that you help companies increase their productivity by 300%. So how do you get those kind of results and what challenges do you come across as trying to provide that level of increased productivity, but also on the other side, getting people to meet that level of increased productivity? Mm. Well, three, let's, let's just put the, uh, let's just, uh, put it out there first because I know that some of your uh, listeners are probably very skeptical when they think 300% they think wow it's a big figure how do you get to that conclusion mm. so let's get to that first well so half the clients that I work with are corporate companies and how we're able to achieve 300% is there are hidden costs within um, should we say your bottom line or your profit your P&L should we say and some of those hidden costs include things like for example sickness absence so um, how much does it cost each company, okay, on average per employee per year in sickness absence? Well, I know in the UK it's around £620 per year per employee, okay? So that's a big cost to a business uh, on average. And then you've got things like presenteeism. Now, presenteeism is actually worse than absenteeism. You know what presenteeism is? Yeah, I would assume it's, you're there, but you're not actually doing much. You're not actually that productive. Pretty much. So you basically turn up to work when you're sick. Yeah. Right. So, um, but, and for whatever reason, I don't know, but people go to work because they feel that they are obliged to, they have their insecurities and then they're sick. Oh, they're sick. And they're actually sick at work. Mm. Um, so therefore it's costing companies actually three times that figure. So it comes, it comes to that figure of almost 18 to 1900 uh, pounds per employee per year of what it costs companies in presenteeism. And then you've got things like, for example, retent staff retention. You know, um, if you don't hold on to, um, should we say, high talented staff, it costs a lot of money to replace those staff. So on average, an, a, a middle management type of person, um, well, actually just a normal employee in no particular high position at all, uh, it costs around £37,000 to replace that person. 37000 37000 because yeah. you have to have things like advertising costs, yeah. training costs, then you have the person that's actually training them. And then if they're like in most companies, um, you know, if they're sales-based, you've then got to take into consideration the amount of sales that's lost mm. when you're training new employees. So yeah. that's, again, another knock-on effect. So that's another huge effect then you've got things like staff morale which is a very difficult um figure to put on um but essentially when new people go and new people come in things like that that affects a lot of staff morale and also it affects employee engagement hugely mm. you know because we're human beings we're not robots or computers right we all got feelings at the end of the day. so these are all these costs actually we uh we put together a um uh should we say uh an assessment we put together a free assessment for companies they give us some uh, provide us with some confidential information 
we give them some estimates about how much money we can actually save them. Mm. Um, and then we roll out a program, a health and productivity program, which is based on, um, which is based on um, five different principles. So, you know, I said to you that, I'm, what, that still health is very, very important in business. The five principles are physical fitness or physical physical fitness. Then you've got energy management. So things like diet, nutrition, which is very, very important. Then you've got work-life balance because essentially, you know, you've got to find that fine work-life balance and, and that kind of stuff. Then you've got, um, what was going to say, then you've got accountability. So when you're setting goals and when you're setting, uh, yeah, when you're setting goals, who are you accountable for? You know, that's the, the fourth one. And the, the last one, which is very, very important, which is all to do with how do you create winning teams? How do you, how do you, um, how do you uh, nurture talent mm. and how do you create new leaders within the company? So it's a, it's a kind of a mixture of, should we say, um, health as well as leadership, mm. um, personal development. So, and that's kind of taking the same principles from my athletic career, right? Um, especially from a coaching perspective, um, you know, that, those are the those are the key skills that you need in order to have a thriving and highly productive um should we say workforce yeah yeah and it's definitely interlinked because the way you've done it you've obviously seen the both sides of the argument if you don't have your health in check you know what that levels in productivity for that business owner let alone yeah. you see the staff and they're not performing so it's yeah. uh it's really interesting how you do that and how do you, so we, you talked about obviously how that works, but how do you find the staff, one, receive it, and also two, the actual business owners or the higher level people? How do they both receive that? And how do they respond to it? Well, firstly, with, uh, with the senior management, when you're rolling out any particular program, right, <clears throat> you have to have their support on board. If you don't have the support of the decision makers, forget it, it's not going to work, all right? But what makes me laugh is a lot of companies automatically assume what's what's actually wrong, and um, rather than and rather than guesswork, why didn't why didn't uh, we we as a as a consulting company we actually go in and we actually create uh, or we actually interview staff to find out exactly what they want. You know, we all they all remain confidential, of course, and then we provide that feedback to the management and say, well, your staff want this. You know, they want to feel more engaged. They want to feel more excited about coming to work. And we believe that this is the way forward. This is what they're asking for. And so uh, I think that's a really important part, you know, as part of our process as such. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's, that's really insightful because I think um, from what I've seen as well, I mean, corporate health is one thing we're looking to, you know, branch into very, uh, very well this year. But a lot of companies I assume you, you can tell us more about this, Adam, is that they have these programs, but it's almost like they've just plucked them out of thin air. It's like, do you really yeah. know what your staff want? Like, where did you get these, these things from? And a lot of the stuff is clearly useless. It's like, well, actually wait, do they want that? Tell us. A but bit it's about not that it's, it, it's not about that. It's useless. It's the fact that they've automatic because they've automatically assumed without any facts and research mm -hmm. to know that this is what people actually want. They invested. They try to invest in huge amounts of solutions, whether it be a, even if it's a simple app, 
yeah. right? Or, uh, um, you know, or, or a simple like activity which helps um, with people health or whatever it is. But what a lot of companies do is they try and find the easiest way to, should we say, tick the box, right? But with our programs is then they're, they're not tick box exercises. They're actually, you know, like I said to you, we're, we're human beings. And so what I think a lot of company directors and a lot of business owners need to see is they need to see the return on investment. Mm. And they need to understand, okay, so if I bring you in, okay, or we bring your consultancy firm in, what is it, what is the outcomes? And I think that's really important is to understand what the outcomes are and how can we measure the results. Once you, once, once we, and that's what we do as a company, that's what we do is we, we actually sit down with company owners and we're like, listen, okay, this is great. We've got a fantastic program. We know what the problem is, but how are we actually going to measure the results? What would you like to see at the end of the program, whether it be in six months, whether it be in 12 months or whatever it might be? And so once we have established that, then we're, uh, then we, then we're on the same wavelength, right, about how, to, how best to kind of execute and take action. Mm. Yeah, because if you have a, you know, you people are on different pages, yourself and the business owner and then obviously the staff, that's three mm. potential viewpoints which are just not coinciding with one another. And, uh, exactly conflict that can, can arise out of that so okay cool so adam if there was one message you could convey to everyone listening to this right now you know your most important message to them and something they can take away and either implement in their thoughts and or actions right away what would that be mm. i think it's important to uh it's important. There's, there's a number of things, really. Understand your clarity about the reasons why you do what you do. I think that's so important. So, like, everything that I do in my business and in my health and things like that, I have to, like, justify. I have to really understand the why of why I'm doing it. So that's the first thing, understanding your why. Secondly, set goals. So important. Need to set goals, whether it be uh, one-month goals, three-month goals, six-month goals. One of the things that we do at the, uh, in our consultancy company for entrepreneurs is that we actually create a one-page business blueprint, which enables people to plan their exit strategy before they plan all their problems and challenges, whatever it is. So they plan their exit strategy, and then they set goals in one month, 30 days, 60 days, and 90-day goals. Nice. So I think that's really important. Um, so I would probably say that those are the main takeaways for me. So clarity and having a proper strategy. Proper, stru- proper structured strategy and understanding your why. Mm. And talking about those, those things, Adam, what are your goals for the next one, three, and five years? Could be both uh, business and personal. Well, I, uh, from, from, a, from a personal perspective, I, I like to push my body, my mind and my body to the next level. So I'm actually looking to do something completely crazy next year. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet, but I think that I will probably do something like the Amazon Jungle Marathon or something like that. Oh, nice. right. Just something really out of this world. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer if you're going to do something, you just, you know, um, normal marathons don't really appeal to me. Triathlons don't really appeal to me. Uh, they're just not going to push me hard enough. So I need to push myself to the next extreme and, and go do something crazy. So that's my personal goal. Uh, even if it's climbing uh, Mount Everest or Kilimanjaro, I don't know yet. Um, my uh, business goals over the next three, uh, one to, well, short-term goals. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about 
Um, we're actually launching the uh, Accelerated Outcomes Business Mastermind, which I'm really super excited about. Um, the idea behind that actually is to help companies grow and scale. So this is for actually um, existing businesses. Um, and for companies that are kind of flatlined, right? They haven't grown significantly over the last two or three years and they're kind of stuck for ideas. Might have a small team and are looking to grow and scale and we can help them to grow into international markets. So as you know, I'm here based in Scandinavia, but I'm British, obviously. Um, the idea is, is to really kind of, especially with Brexit, right? And that's a big talking point and a big worry for British businesses. How can we help people create their own economy rather than worry about the actual economy around them? Mm. And that was, the, that was a big philosophy around creating a mastermind. Uh, so we launched it in Stockholm in September. And then the idea is just, it's for people to be able to do partners, to be able to acquire more, uh, more investors or whatever it is that your business is, to be able to do more business in different countries. And then we're going to start launching and rolling the uh, model out in uh, different cities all over the world. We're going to focus in uh, London and Scandinavia initially, but then we're going to then span out uh, European. So I'm pretty excited about that one. So it's a really good one that we're going to do right now. Um, and then uh, obviously uh, I've got a lot of speaking events coming up this year. Uh, which I really thoroughly enjoy. I really enjoy speaking um, all over the world. Um, I'm actually focused on uh, also launching a new business. Um, this will be business number five for me. <laughs> and my next business, actually, I'm looking to revolutionize the organic food industry. Um, I can't say too much right now, but um, I've found something which I, which is, you know, I'm really super excited about. Um, but it's going to, um, the idea behind it is to help, um, poorer families to get access, to gain access to, to cheaper organic food for all. So, um, so when you're ready yeah. to share, let us know. I'll be very, very, we will, we will, we will definitely. So, you know, a uh, few projects right now, um, anything else? Oh, and then I've just launched a, a new ebook actually, uh, which, you know, if your listeners want to download, it's free anyway. Um, if you go to my website, which is available, uh, adamstrong.net, um, you can actually download the free ebook for free. Uh, and it's called the 11 steps. Um, it's called accelerated outcomes and 11 steps to, uh, to increasing your performance, productivity, and your profits. So, uh, there's some great tips, great action points that a lot of your listeners can take away from. And you're, you know, welcome to take a look at that and, uh, feel free to connect with me on, on, on social media, of course. Awesome. Now I'll do that as well. That's, that's really good, Adam. Thank you. And um, just before we wrap up, just a couple of signature questions, but also I know you shared some personal habits uh, earlier, but could you share a few personal habits or daily routines that contribute to your success and potentially others listening to this? Personal habits. Uh, exercise three times a week minimum. Uh, <laughs> read, watch, and listen to positive material for 45 minutes a day. Um, don't go on my emails before 9 a.m. Uh, <laughs> what else was I going to say? Set personal and business goals and review them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I think most importantly, surround yourself with people that are more successful than you. Nice, nice, great tips. And Adam, being in this in similar industries in many ways, um, in recent times, what development either in your area of expertise or in the health, uh, philosophy, martial arts, or business worlds has excited you the most? Sorry, repeat the question. That's okay. 
So in recent times, what development either in your area of expertise or in the health, philosophy, martial arts or business worlds has excited you the most? Excited me the most? Mm. I think for me really is entrepreneurship and running a business. It's, you've got to look at it as a, as a journey and not a destination. And what I, what I, what I, I, I'm going to, I put it out there right now. Yeah. If I couldn't do what I was doing right now, I think I would die. I would shrivel up and die. Mm. I am un, unemployable. I can never work for anybody. Um, you know, I, I, I'm passionate. I love what I do. I love working with my clients. I love getting results for them. Um, but I, uh, yeah, you know, I, I wake up every morning feeling very humble and very grateful for, you know, um, my family, my kids, um, you know, friends and things like that. But I think you've really got to have gratitude, you know, and uh, appreciation for people that are around you, right? And uh, and I think that a lot of people, a lot of business owners uh, really kind of don't get that sometimes. And I, I know from personal experience, I failed to identify gratitude, especially in my early days of entrepreneurship. And, you know, you get the breakdown of relationships and you don't come across as authentic and things like that. And I think that's so, so important um, to have this. I actually would highly recommend um, your readers to um, start up a gratitude journal. You know, I think that's a really important thing to read, you know, and, uh, you know, really to eliminate the toxic relationships in your life and really kind of nourish the ones which really um, nourish the uh, relationships that, that are good in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And gratitude is, I think I agree as well. In the early days, you just think about, oh, I just need to make this work. But rather than saying that, you know, why not focus on what you already have and what you can make uh, of that instead of trying to think what you don't have, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And Adam, being in the industry yourself, what are your thoughts on the health and wellbeing industry? Changed significantly a lot. Um, I think the reason why I left the health and fitness industry is I fell out of passion for it, if I'm honest with you. Um, and the reason for that is because there were a lot of changes happening. I mean, in the UK, as an example, you know, there's the big boom of, uh, should we say, cheap gyms. And, uh, and the fact that, you know, I, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, there are a lot of things in the industry which I particularly didn't really uh, thought that it was of uh, matching my values and such. And so I also believe in trying to help as many people as I can. And I think that as you begin to learn, you know, as you begin to learn, especially in your, if you're in the health and wellness industry or health and fitness industry, is that if you want to help people, then it, there will come a time when you're, when you're ready to take things to the next level. But, you know, I find that, you know, I have a lot of friends in the health and fitness industry, as an example, and, you know, still are personal trainers, still run their own little businesses and whatever. And, and that's, that's fine if you're happy doing that. But if you're not happy, then make a choice, make a change. I know change is scary. I know there's a lot of fear that you have to overcome and that kind of stuff. But the reason why I, I change is, you know, and, and there were so many challenges that I actually came across like I move into a transitional period. When you go through change, you go through a transitional period, right? And you get a lot of like um, uh, uncertainty in your mind and you think to yourself, well, am I making the right decision? Am I doing this? Am I doing that kind of thing, right? You're like, I'm an anaring. But I think if you're going to make a choice, 
you start, stick to that choice and you don't change your decision. Mm. I think that's so, so important. And all the other stuff like fear and limiting beliefs and stuff like that, go deal with that straight away. Um, it may take a period of time, but like for me, I, I went through huge frustration. I was hugely frustrated when I went through that transitional period because I just didn't know where I was going to be. I didn't know my clarity. I didn't know where I wanted to I didn't know where and what my business wanted to be, and I didn't know what problems I could solve. So I think for me, is um, um, it was a learning experience more than anything else. And, and all I would say to the listeners that are listening to the podcast right now is that if there are, uh, if there are any of you out there that aren't particularly happy with what you're doing, guess what? You have a choice, mm. okay? And the choice is, is yes, change can be scary, but I can tell you now, if you're doing something that you are not passionate about doing, stop bloody doing it and go do something differently. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was preve- I was actually refraining from swearing there. But when, when yeah, I do welcome. swear, right, it's because of passion. Yes. So like um, <laughs> more than anything else, right, which is yeah. kind of crazy. So, but, uh, but seriously, guys, you know, you know, if you're not happy with doing something, please just go find something, do something um, that's kind of – more about your values and more your beliefs yeah massively i mean yeah feel free to swear by the way i couldn't care less uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's massive because if you're not doing something you love you like you say you're not living in line with your values and therefore you're you're being disingenuous to yourself and at the end of the day you're only going to be suffering but also others who could uh, be feeling the impact of your potential you're not really living up to your potential right yeah awesome adam yeah, what exactly. issues do you see that men should be thinking about Say that again, sorry. What issues do you see that men you think about? Men? Mm. Hmm. I think uh, from my perspective is that men should actually, well, it depends. Um, well, we all t- already talked about the importance of health. Mm. Uh, I think the second thing for me is to be pro-woman. And you're probably thinking, what do you mean by pro-woman? Well, what I mean by that is that, like, I'm a big endorsement of, like, women. And there's a huge thing about, like, you know, women in business and, like, fairness and, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, Equality, you know, it's a big buzzword right now, right? And there's uh, lots of women, power women that I call out there that you can actually take a lot of inspiration for. Like, for example, I got featured on the front of uh, Global Woman magazine and was talking about the fact that women are actually better communicators than men. But I think that all men should be fans of women and you should learn from women, actually, believe it or not, because there are a lot of skills that men uh, don't have that women do, such as the skill of empathy. Men are crap at empathy, by the way, but women are very good. Um, so there's a lot that you can learn from uh, women and, and because men and women are wired differently. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Of course. Um, but, but, but I would definitely say that that would, that would to me, those two, two things to me are probably the most in, the important things that I would be. Be a pro-woman supporter. Cool. All right, Adam. So before we wrap up, Adam, is there um, any resources like websites, videos, books, workshops that you would recommend, but also feel free to tell us where – uh, we can find you or any company, brand or projects, things you're working on. So feel free to share links to your website and social media as well. Um, again, it depends on uh, you, as you as a person. I mean, if you have mindset issues, then Tony Robbins is a great guy. You know, plugging in into Tony Robbins and go to UPW is fantastic. 
I'm more into like Gary V where he just says like, there's no bullshit and stuff like that, which is, I love that kind of attitude. That's kind of more me, um, more about speed and stuff. So I think it depends on where you are in your journey. Right. Mm. Um, and learn from people that are more successful than you is very, very important. You know, uh, take a look at Richard Branson. They can, and you know, I've got Richard Branson's book on, uh, the Virgin way, which is a fantastic book, by the way, really, really good book, but go to conferences on a regular basis, uh, plug into experts, uh, which I think is very important. Um, um, I've actually, um, well, you already know this, Aiden. I've got a book out called Fit Body, Fit Business, which talks about the importance of how you can um, improve your health as well as, um, as well as create a thriving business at the same time. So you can check out that on, the web, on my website or on Amazon or on all good uh, bookstores. So I think those are probably the, the main resources. It, it all depends on where you are in terms of your, uh, your journey. Brilliant. Adam, can you just remind us of your website before we wrap up? Sure. It's adamstrong.net. Brilliant. Okay, guys. Adam, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I appreciate you sharing your journey, wisdom, and experience with us. Cheers now. I'm Aidan Lee, and this is the Fit Roots Podcast. Thank you for helping us on our mission to build modern warriors.